another episode of the Finnish Football Show. I'm going to, I'm Mark Wiltshire and I'm going to do my best to introduce all of us with our correct names and correct websites today. So I'm from Explore Finland radio show. Uh, today I'm also joined by Mark from FC Suomi. Hi Mark. Hello. And also to Rich from Escape to Suomi. Hello. Hi Rich. So we did it. I got through the introductions without stumbling too much. Um, Rich, let's Keep with tradition and tell everybody you had a poll on your on Twitter this week for what shirt you'd be wearing today. Which shirt are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing a Yiko shirt. Um, they, um, they won the Ukenen division and I know Keke, who's a contributor, is a fan of theirs and like the fact that because my wife's from Corpia and I'm wearing a Yiko shirt, there's a, a bit of the old glory hunter in there. But um, yeah, this one won the poll quite, con- quite convincingly. But... Um, I'm running out of shirts to um, exchange rate and all that. I'm uh, I'm skint. So if anyone, any clubs would like their shirts publicised, then um, I'm a medium and I'm all ears. So let me know. Get a shameless scrounging on the Finnish football show. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I think we have to address the fact that, you know, this is a combined and shared medium and Rich gets a lot of free shirts already. <laughs> so if there are any yeah, clubs... I like shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Me, and, me and Mark, we're good, we're good for shirts, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel if free. Giorgio, the post is probably cheaper. <laughs> if Giorgio Armani FC feels like sending a few shirts my way, I'm very happy to accept them. I'll take Primark. <laughs> So this episode, as with the last couple, is being broadcast live on YouTube. So if you're out there watching us live, thank you very much for joining us. And if you are watching live, there's a, a message bar at the side of the, the side of the screen. You can make some messages. It says there's nine people watching now. So I'm just going to ask you, where are you watching? And if you can be bothered to reply, it'd be nice to hear from you. Yeah, I've done that live. Let's see if anyone replies. I'll keep an eye. I'll keep an eye on that. Um, this is a very active period of for the Finnish football show. It's our third episode in the past four weeks uh, because it's been busy. Uh, Finnish football show seems to be getting a bit like London buses. You wait ages for the next one and then three of them come at once. And uh, I guess after this, things are going to go a little bit quieter uh, because... It's the end of the Vakehouse Liga season, which is why we're convened here again today. Um, and there's only one more international game before the well, before winter comes and it all gets a bit dark and cold around here anyway. So that's that's the, f- the focus of this episode is to look back at the, the denouement of the Vakehouse Liga season. Um, and we want your inputs. So as I say, live viewers, give us your messages on the on the screen there. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag FFS11. And um, maybe, Rich, you can keep an eye on that, see if anyone gets in touch on there. Yep. And similar with those listening on the podcast, you know, find us on social media. Uh, our handles on Twitter are at FC Suomi, at Escape to Suomi, and at Explore Finland. So we'll try and get the podcast out. In a few days, uh, it takes a little bit of time to download and edit and get it all up there. But we're uh, and we're doing this in our in our spare time, and some of us don't have very much spare time. So you know, bear with us. Um, before we crack on with the news, Rich, as ever, no noisy biscuits and no f bombs. If you don't mind, um, well, I've got no biscuits today anyway, so I can promise that. 
two out one out of two is not bad, I guess. <laughs> so, so how about we head over to the news section and see what's got Mark upset within the last five minutes. It's bound to be something new coming along. Mark, you told me your news story was going to be about Otto Fredrickson. Is it still about Otto Fredrickson? Well, you have to mention Otto Fredrickson because uh, because he's thirty four. He's had a, he's had a very long career and he's taken. Koningsvinger from the Norwegian First Division to the Norwegian Cup Final where they'll play incumbent Norwegian champions uh, Rosenborg. Um, he's been there for like two or three years and they started off in the in the division, in the, in the second division in Norway, which is the third tier. But that's actually, and he's done incredibly well. He's, I think uh, he wears the armband, and, armband relatively frequently um, and he came back from injury, I think it was two years ago. He was out for about for about two and a half years with a cruciate ligament um so he's done kind of he's done really well to sort of build himself back up and get himself regularly playing and also make a name for himself in in norway but that's not my news article that's just a, <laughs> that's just a good shout out <laughs> i'm sorry but today today the, this this morning the uh the finland squad for ukraine was announced and um because roman yeremenko and nicholas moisander uh are both suspended for the upcoming game against Ukraine. I mean, technically, Eremenko could be eligible if and if and if. So if the inquest goes well and his name gets, his name gets cleared. But anyway, that created two spaces in the Hukaya squad and they've been filled by Rope Riski, who was drafted in late last time, like in the last squad, and Simon Scrab, who plays in Kelfe. So that's two young, quick forwards that have been brought into the squad, which is still, I mean, relatively heavy on defenders even though i think it's they claim there's only seven but i think there's they're they're fiddling the books to hide to hide defenders in other departments (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh yeah so so it was a bit of an interesting move because it's a little bit it's kind of out of character there's there's a bit more of a balance to the squad now because there's essentially five forwards sort of called up which is good to see for the hawk yeah it's great if more than one of them gets on the pitch at any one time. That that will be, you know, I mean, that's the that's the big test. That's that's that, that's where the rubber will hit the, it'll hit the road. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, at least at least it, it, they're they're two players that have both got a lot of pace and they're relatively tricky on the ball. So it was uh, it was refreshing to see. I was I was ready to sort of hammer 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 back it once once more, but you know, I can't argue with the selection. Yeah, they're, they're in good form as well. So it's it's nice to see that he's actually seems to be keeping tabs on these things. Yeah, and I mean, there's a it's Vekos Liga golden boot. So him and, and Granland, at least, it's not much, but they are representing the Vekos Liga for the national team. So that's 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 a, that's a step in the right direction. I think also as well, I have to mention that if anybody wants to go to YouTube, you have to go and check out Mied's Lejnika, which is where Petteri Forsell plays. He scored his tenth goal of the season last weekend, and it's it's just lovely. He looks really quick and really fit. So, yeah, Mark, can you can you not suggest that people tune into other YouTube channels when they are supposed to be concentrating on ours? After Let's this one. They can look at it <laughs> when you Sorry. listen to the pod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as you listen to the pod, if you want some, yeah. you know, background visuals, the <laughs> kids are all about that these days. If you want some entertainment <laughs> yeah. while you listen to the show, <laughs> find them on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this anyway. Could be, this could be the moment that the band starts to break up. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, I, and I joined Polish football production. Yeah. <laughs> the Polish football show is taken off. I can tell you. <laughs> Rich, save us for goodness' sake. Oh right. Um, well, it's a bit late, but um, it being the end of the domestic season now, um, needless to say, the 
Swarman Cup for next year is already in full swing. It started long before this year's actually finished. Uh, and there's a new format, which we've touched on in the past. Um, it is ridiculous. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. However, we are at the group stage of the cup draw. For those um, who don't know it, Rich, just, just yeah. explain what that what that format is and how it works. Well, in the past, it was just an open draw. There were some seeding um, seedings in terms of where the the bigger teams come in, but essentially it was an open draw. That um, this time round, we've had the smallest a quarter of the entries for this year's competition than there were ten years ago. Only ninety two teams entered compared to three hundred and sixty ten years ago. Um, they had 70 teams enter sort of over the first few rounds, essentially preliminary rounds, which gave four qualifiers. So there's a very Champions League sort of vibe going on. Um, That's 70 those, out of the 92? Um, so of the 92, so the 92 teams entered, including the big clubs, mm-hmm. um, so including Bakehouse Liga, who haven't played up till now. Um, but the rest of the clubs, they had to play all the way down to four, the final four, who get to play in the group stage with the big teams. Um, And it doesn't end there either, because you've got five groups of six. Um, Each team plays its other one, so you have five games. The group winners go through to the quarterfinals, so that's five teams. Then the runners-up and the best third-place team play each... There's a draw for that. They go into another round and the winners of those matches the three teams then go into the quarterfinals um i have absolutely no idea how they came up with this i would i would it sounds like something that jenny infantino might come up with when he was when he was coming up with new formats for the world cup it, it seems yeah. to be as complicated as possible it's I would traipse through the the, the Balalido and find the, find the guy that made that proposal to make that change yeah. and tell him that he is no longer needed. <laughs> because <laughs> that is a lot of, that is a hell of a lot of work to, to, was, to cause a lot of a hell of a lot of pain. It was probably Backer, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but essentially, you've got, you know, and, and this cup competition has now meant the end of Liga Cup as well, which was the Vakos Liga's pre-season tournament, essentially. Mm. That's not going to happen anymore because this, Cup essentially replaces that, um, but I don't quite know how you've lost seventy-five percent of the teams from ten years ago, and by essentially saying that those teams get four spots in a group stage with a possibility of playing some Vakehouse Liga teams over in you know potentially January, February. So you're looking indoors as well. Mm. It's um, it's crazy. I, so, I know they had to do something, but this really isn't it at all. Those, I mean, those those early rounds of the of the, of the Swarman Cup are like they're the sort of for every for everybody that's that's played like fourth, fifth division and below. Mm. They're the great leveler. They're the ones mm. where you get to play against you know guys who made it and guys who yeah. who, who made themselves a career. And, and and it's it's a it that in itself is a massive incentive. So I've, I mean, I've played yeah. a, a couple of times in those rounds and. Universally, if you get to somewhere like Colmos do very even or or higher, you get whomped like twelve nil, and it's 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 a it's a really tough day. But you 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 kind of get to see sort of how far away you are, and there are teams that are there are giant killings, and there are great stories from it. So it's I can understand why most teams wouldn't get into that format because you don't want to play the teams that you play every week in the league. There's kind of no point to that. Yeah, 
And it's it's a shame. Somebody somebody on the message board said that that the, that plan probably sounded better in the Palolito sauna after a couple of beers. And I was thinking <laughs> it sounded like something that had been drafted on on Johannes Midsummer at uh, sort of one o'clock in the morning. It's yeah, like was... something from Austin Powers. You know, they rather than just go through the thing, they have this convoluted scheme of. Uh... <laughs> You know, you know, we'll make it as complicated as possible and give you the best chance to understand it by making it so long. But um, the by the time by the time the final plays, it would have been it would have been going on for over a year. We we mentioned that on the last show we mentioned that that the Palolito left like a little bit left took took the reins off and let go of the, of the Vegas Liga and let them self manage and it's become for whatever reason a lot more entertaining in the Vegas Liga and now at the Stormer Cup they've decided to reorganize it and it's literally killed another competition. I yeah. can't. I'm gonna to have to calm myself down now because I've got to go. I've got to, I've got to go. It just, it just, it just this really. This my rant. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. But it's, no, it's just. <laughs> I just, I don't. The thing is, I don't have like, so I don't have personally that many years left to play terrible football, and I just, you know, I, I'm gonna to have to check now if we're. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let, let me let me stop you both there. We I think everyone gets the gets the message. Yeah. Um, we've got a we've got a few a few comments here on the on the message board. So, firstly, uh, John is, who says "Moi, hello from Brazil." So we've got somebody there watching in Brazil. We've got twelve people watching us live now, and two of them, at least two of them, have liked it. So at least two of you are having a good time. Um, <laughs> you spay. 15 has made the comment about the sauna and uh, Sampo says, and, and this is for you, Rich and Mark, your thoughts on uh, Nistan and Honka's promotions to Ukenen. I will cover that later. I've got it written down. Ah, okay. There we go. We'll come, we'll come on to that. Well, my, my news isn't really news, but I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to friend of the show, Mehmet Hetemai, who uh, announced the beautiful photo on Facebook this week that he just got engaged to the lovely Vilma. So uh, congratulations to uh, Mehmet and Vilma from the uh, from FFS. Yeah, and the other two are, are waving and giving thumbs up signs, which works brilliantly in audio. Don't be don't be a stranger, Mehmet. You know, <laughs> always welcome. Yeah, again. Um, okay, yeah, always welcome again. Exactly. And uh, how, how about then we? now head over and talk about the the finale of the Vakehouse Liga season. Well, uh, it was it was fantastic. Um, it's it's strange because um, normally Finnish football gets a lot of publicity worldwide for ridiculous things. Um, you know, I probably we're probably to blame for some of that. Um, but, um, you know, Mariham, as we did kind of hope, actually ended up winning uh, the final day. HC, yeah, Hoiko and Asiko drew which essentially made their win, you know, irrelevant to a point. But, you know, they scored in 51 seconds at home to Ilves. And basically the the match was a party, you know, a, a third of the population of Mariham was at the ground. Um, <laughs> you know, they said there were, what was it, 4,000 inside. There were probably more as well, they've admitted, but they couldn't count. Um, and the fact that it's gone, you know, it's such a, a great, story you know they were the best team over the year they were certainly the most settled they're the best defense um some of the players are locals as well which makes it a bit better because you can come in from Holland islands it's you know it's it's a novel thing in itself but the fact that there are you know there's a big community vibe to it there is a lot of foreign imports but they all seem to 
to blend quite well into the setup of the club. It all seems to be very close knit. And, you know, like last year, there is, we have to sort of say there is an element of the, the other clubs dropping the ball. Um, Hoyko were through injuries and other mismanagement dreadful at times. Um, Asiko seemed to take a while to get running. They had lost their first win, which would have made things interesting. I know they had another crack at appealing that. Um, but really, you know, it's, it's great to see the Ilves and VPS as well did, you know, outperformed. Everyone expected Ilves to, str- to really struggle. VPS were poor last year for two thirds of the year. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just fantastic. And you know, to see everyone, you know, you don't often get a neutrals favourite, you know, overcoming and winning. And you know, everyone bar the fans of those two other clubs, and even then, some of them wouldn't begrudge them. It's, no, um, I think that's fantastic. true. I think that's true. And and it was good also to hear. I, I heard an interview with um, with the captain of the of the Mariaham team on uh, BBC Five Live Football Daily podcast, <laughs> and. I believe they were also featured on World Football Show yes. on the BBC yeah. as well. So, it, and it's good, you know. It's it's not my team, but it is our it is our league that we talk about here. So it's great to see these these other teams getting some publicity and getting some exposure for the for Finnish football as well. Yeah, and I think I think I, I, think, I think it shows as well. I mean, like there was I've, I've there's been the the good one of the good news is that there's been lots of there's been lots and lots of interviews. I think one of the one of the ones I saw was the. The Scottish keeper, the Scottish reserve keeper, they brought in on loan, Smith. Yeah. I think, I think he's. I mean, drinking, drinking stories aside, I think what he, what he basically said was that was that uh, Marianham were the best kind of team. They were they were well bonded. They worked hard for each other. Um, they were incredibly well prepared and well organised. And it, it, they're pretty much exactly in a way the, the exactly the opposite of both Hoyuko and Hoyuko. So Hoyuko, as a team. Basically, they were a set of individuals that 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 generally didn't didn't act as a unit enough. And for Asiko, the whole start of the season with with uh, Losa coming in and the that uh, the registration fiasco and all the other stuff, their preparation was just a million miles away from where it should have been for a defending champion. So it it was it's just really nice to see a team that that, that really does you know work hard and work for each other get the benefits. I think that, that Rich's point. Before was about um, about Mariaham having a, having a, a good defence and and they needed that defence. It's probably what won it for them because they didn't score so many goals throughout the whole season. And I think conversely, it's Asikor's lack of defence for the first half of the season that probably contributed to them not getting there. Because um, as soon as they signed sort of the three defenders in August, mm. everything got much tighter and much and much better for Asikor as well. Um, I just wanted to also, while we while we are talking about Mariaham, just to say to uh, a bit of a shout out to Johan who who uses the uh, Twitter hashtag uh, handle uh, at lead climber. Um, who you know, I hope you're now got enough love for Mariaham. He was a bit upset that we didn't show them enough respect way back in FFS nine. So I hope we've uh, we've made amends. And it now. was Johan who. Um somewhat I say successfully at the start of the season for <clears throat> Ule's prediction league um, <laughs> predicted correctly numbers one two and three in the table he predicted Marham would win so he wins a big prize well um, I don't know actually you know what the prize was he got for that he didn't win the actual competition because of the rest of the 
But um, I did ask him if he'd put money on it, and he said no. He um, he'd had too much wine. <laughs> but we have big respect for Mariaham, but no respect for Johan. Hang on, and, and and did he have too much wine between the prediction and the bet, or before the prediction? <laughs> I, I think he, he maybe lost the confidence to um, to follow through. Unless, uh, I mean, he, he certainly did well though, and uh, he got a, a good shout out on their website anyway. But um, yeah, it was uh, it's one of those things. It's like uh, I'm sure plenty of people who wish or predicted Leicester would win the English league last year and didn't actually get round to the bookies around the corner. Well, well done, Johan. Yeah. And nice. at the start of next season, Johan, give us your tips and I'll have, I'll have a fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, yeah, I'll be down. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what else, what else went on that you guys noticed in those last, in those last three games? Maybe in, maybe in a minute we can go through the, the, the final places and just have a talk about some of the teams in general and where they finished and, and also look at our predictions. But any, any, anything particular that, that, occurred to you in those last few games PK 35 won oh, amazing <laughs> first, first, first win in 20 I think wasn't it yeah uh, yeah, yeah absolutely unbelievable to put to keep Shevki in the mire for a bit yeah. longer uh, I thought I mean it was it was one of those things I didn't I kind of didn't like to see it because it was a it, I, when I saw that I, I was at the Hoyuko STK game so I didn't see the the, the Vanta game but it was uh, when I saw the highlights they were they were nice traditional dirty goals which uh, <laughs> which I which I always get get a nice get a nice pleasure for saying, and it was quite funny that 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 the one like your your only win in twenty games was against was against uh, your former former manager. So I thought that well, was at least, it... well, at least for every game that PK thirty five won, Shevki was in one of the dugouts at least. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Since he, when he left, they only beat Inter. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean that, that I would... leads on to something later on. You know, we'll see. Um, had Inter won, they wouldn't have had to play in the playoff, um, and everyone assumed that. You know, me included. Oh, that's a banker win. You know, Vanta who hadn't won in twenty, and you know, I think they'd lost their previous eight or nine games, and they only had ten points for the season, and yet they turn over. You know, the team managed by their former manager, and and it was their star striker who who left as well, was the mm. manager's brother. And, um, mm. you know, a lot of the players, and I know there was a lot of people, you know, on Twitter, a lot of the coaching staff or current and former of Vanta who seemed to take a lot of pleasure in that. Yeah. One of my, uh, I have a friend who works um, somewhere close to Vanta, to, to the club, and I asked him what the game was like. And, and uh, in fairness, Turku dominated it. And he said it was the closest thing to a, to a rugby match. That you'll get like <laughs> like like in the Vegas Liga. It was just, just pushing and shoving for the last 30, 40 minutes. So it was a it was a real it was a real classic. Yeah, but but I mean actually as well if you think about it. So if so uh, yeah if 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 Inter win, Shevki avoids the drop, and Mourinan got a new contract with uh, Hifki, and they they didn't turn on any they didn't do anything spectacular uh, in a in a nil nil draw away at was it Rops, so. So, so it's so it's really fine margins because they'd have been in it. Like if they'd have got something else, if if Shevki or if Inter had got something, Niaji had got something, then uh, it's a really fine margin. But now everybody's loading Mourinho and, and the the return of Hifki and how they're going to dominate next year. Yes. Hmm. I, I think from from my from my point of view as well, we we sat here uh, kind of previewing the, the the final three rounds of games, and it all came thick and fast over. Uh, over about nine days 
And we were saying that, you know, any any one of those top four teams could win it. Because at the time, I think Asi was in, in fourth place. And nobody won all of the, all of their games, but but both Sainioki and and Hoyiko um, drew two and won one. And I think if you're going into three important games and only picking up five points, that's where you that's where you drop back. And Mariaham picked up two extra points than both of those in the final three games and deservedly took the lead by by three points. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's it's all it was all academic because Mariaham won. Uh, in their in their last home game, but I have to say that the the Hoyiko Asiko game was incredibly disappointing because it was re- it was really tense and it was really turgid. There was very few chances, and it was just you, you like we couldn't sort of believe that that this was two teams going for it going for the title allegedly because it, there was just there wasn't really any cut and thrust or or any um, impetus or. or or pace, you know what I mean? There was it was just a really strange atmosphere. The, the, all the fans were up for it again, and there was a bit of trouble again. Um, but but on the pitch, there was no. Everybody seemed to be kind of like trying to keep things calm and keep it cool, and then wait, and then probably nick a one nil, which is a really odd way to go about winning the title. It's interesting, Mark, actually, because when Lati came to Saniyoki, you now they scored. They scored a couple of good goals. One was an excellent goal from from distance that went into the top corner, and. I was, uh, I, they were, they were a good team. It, it, it was, I was impressed by the way they played. They had two fellas at centre back, and I, I couldn't see their names. I got a bit of a problem with my eye, so I'm not much of a, a match summariser or reporter. But they, they kind of snuffed out. They kind of snuffed out everything that came their way, mm. bar the two goals. Um, they looked really solid. Their their captain was um, just all over, all over the place in a in a positive way. And again, apologies to the lofty players that are all tuning in in their droves. Uh, I don't, I don't remember your names, but but I did notice you. And I was quite impressed that Sainioki just stuck to their game and played football and and tried to find a way through with some good passing and created loads. That game could have finished five five, and nobody would have complained. Um, and I thought that's what they tried to do again against Helsinki: try and play it patient and try and find a way through, and that maybe. They, the two teams pretty much just nullified each other. They did, yeah, and and, and but and that and that's the disappointing part because I mean you would uh, you would kind of hope that sort of the tactic the tactical side of the game should or would go out the window when you're 30 minutes from the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they kept playing and they kept knocking it about. It was pretty football, and it's clever. I mean, the thing is, I think Esiko are like one or two. There may be only one player away in the middle of the pitch from from being a from being a really from being champions next year, but um, but when they when it got towards when the when the clock started ticking down, they they didn't speed up, they didn't uh, apply more pressure, they didn't look for any direct attack or de- or direct play. So it was, I don't know, it was just it was just a really strange sort of subdued affair. From the, at least from the stands, I mean, it could be that I was in with the whole you call lot, so <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot to shout about, but <laughs> yeah. Looking at the at the table, let's just talk talk through a little bit at the at the top there. So, Mariaham won the won the league with sixty one points, three three points clear of Hoyiko on fifty eight, uh, and then Asiko on fifty seven. Four points behind them were were VPS um, on fifty three, and then in fifth place Ilves on fifty two. 
it's a shame to see for me <laughs> for two reasons. One, VPS crept into uh, the <laughs> the Europa League spot, and being Sadiokis' uh, kind of local rivals, that's that's never good to see. Um, but also, Ilves just dropped out on the on the final couple of games, and you know that would have been a bit of a a fairy story to you know, up there with Mariham to see a club the size of Ilves get into the Europa League. Yeah, I mean they're obviously from you know, uh, probably a bigger club in terms of, you know, fan base and certainly where they're from in Tampere. Um, but, you know, they were challenging in the top three for a large part of the season. And, and I'll be honest, I, I thought they'd they'd struggle at the start of the season. Um, but, you know, they had some good players who off the radar, you know, the um, Tenden came in, he had the most assists. Um, you know, he was named midfielder of the year. It was almost an unknown quality. They had... Uh, Soy Salo, the, the young winger who, you know, I saw him play sort of a, a, a sort of couple of times and he was just so direct but quick and, you know, he, had a, he was a good finisher. You know, he looked a bit like Mark Overmars, but three foot taller. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, and, they, and Jarko Viss came in and, you know, he's been around a while now and, you know, he came in after last season when, you know, Armstrong got, kept them up and you know he built on that he brought through some of the younger players you know and you can see that club is I know they've hit a bit of a stubble with the stadium but you know coming fifth when most people would have put them in the bottom two is um I mean it's a great achievement and even that penultimate game against Hoyikor when they went one nil up um I think people were thinking oh my god this can, this might happen mm. um and I think they they just ran out of steam a little bit and you know, from Hoyko's point of view, it was a bit of experience and a bit of quality that got them over that line. But, I mean, fair play. I mean, if, if Mary had won, that would have been fantastic. While we're still at the top end of the table, there's a, a comment online from Salmari. And he says, first of all, he's finally found our live recording. So that's great news. We've got 13 <laughs> of you on there now. So welcome, yes, Salmari. We keep, we keep moving um, it because, you know, just to avoid view- viewers or listeners. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Got we got too popular on Blab, so we got them to shut that down, so that we could be a bit become a bit more niche. Did we do it on Vine as well at one point? Yeah, no, not quite. Okay. Topic, I think we should. Go, I think we should go there. Um, and he, he's, I'm going to blow a bit of smoke up our own backsides here. He says you guys are doing a great job and have brought our league closer to some of his foreign friends. So thanks, Salamadi. Thank you. But then he has a bit of a complaint that we are too anti Hoyiko. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think we I don't think we are. I, I, I don't know that we're anti them, but I, I also wonder if it's because they've set such high standards in the, over previous years, and the last two years perhaps haven't hit those standards. And Mark, this is this is for you. You're you're you have a soft spot. Yeah. I, so I mean, I, I don't have a. I mean, Hoyiko should be. They sh- they're the club that should be basically winning the league every year. And I mean, that's not. It's kind of not realistic to to assume, but. When you look at the way that the teams like Asiko and Marienham have put themselves together, you just think it's 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 quite simple, you know what I mean? And, and with Hoyiko, I think the the my overriding feeling is that they've they've tried far too often to overcomplicate things. They've gone after sponsorship deals when they haven't been winning games on the pitch. They've gone after commercial agreements when they were they were at a launch. They had half their team out for a launch of FIFA 17 the day. Was it two days? I think it was the day after before the, the Maryham game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the day before the Maryham game. Yeah, and it, and you think 
like I understand FIFA when FIFA come knocking, you know, it's a great event and it's you know, it's gonna get a lot of crowd like get a lot of buzz and they do really well on things like social media, but you've got to win the game. You know what I mean? You've got to focus on, on the pitch and on the players. That and I think they they were also they're also the, the club they were thirty they're the thirty first best youth development club in the world, apparently. And so they're the club that, that most people in Finland with an eye on either the national team or the Vegas League look to to develop young talent to get it shipped abroad, to get them to get them used to game time, to get them used to to to, to playing well and scoring goals or defending well or whatever, and then shipping them out. And it, it's maybe unfair that all you go carry that burden because of history, but they haven't been been able to carry it in the last couple of years. And I think I don't want to like I don't want to berate Hoyiko too much. But there's a on Twitter doing the rounds at the minute. There's a there's a league table of what uh, where your team would finish with only Finnish players, and I think Hoyiko finished something in the region of tenth. Is it like eleventh? Yeah, eleventh. So you, when you take out foreigners and 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 their their influence on goals and, and assists, Hoyiko finish you know <laughs> like at the opposite end of the table. And for me, that's just a bit of um somebody's lost the way somewhere because they have they've got Club 4 and they've got every kid in the country knocking the door down to come and play for them so with all of the the money they have in the bank the youth talent they have available the structure that they have as a club they should be doing a lot better and they're not so I give them a hard time for that for those reasons Salomon, I'll be very happy if Asiko become as successful as Hoyiko and people start to resent us for that. Okay, that's, that's a burden I'm prepared to take off your shoulders. Yeah. Apart from thanks that, lo- the, lovely club. Thanks for the comments. Um, I think that we, um, I think we'll, we we've got another question from uh, Samp, but we'll come on to that Samp in a in a little while. So let's let's perhaps travel a little bit further down the the Vakehouse Liga and. What did we have in the middle? It was it was much as it was in our in our in our sort of last show about Vegas Liga. Uh, Rops on uh, fifty points, and then Coops on forty nine, and then a bit of a gap down to Lati in eighth with forty two points, and they were all they were all comfortably safe in the last last few games. Um, so got a new manager as well, um, Yanni Honkavara, who was at Hifki. Um, yeah. He's taken over for the next season. Um, I think Raham, Rayamaki done okay, but nothing, you know. And um, it's a bit of a risky it, move, though. It is, and and you know, it's weird because obviously the rumours knocking around about a month ago that he was lined up for Asiko's assistant and next manager. Um, but he's he's gone for Coops, who again seem to be a club who, you know, they sitting very comfortably mid-table, but, um, you know, they have a very high turnover of players. They've lost uh, Penanen as well, who's gone to hmm. Battery for Sales Club in Poland. Yeah. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name. Um, but, you know, he did a good job in getting Hifki up and, you know, was was he fairly removed from the job? I don't know. And results picked up a little bit, but, you know, he's gone in at Coops and... <laughs> Yeah, it's um, I can't see them challenging particularly next season uh, or doing any different from how they did this year. I think um, you know they had a very average season. They're an average side. They did better than I thought. They did tail off a bit, but um, much of a muchness for them really. And then we get to the 
the interesting bottom end of the table. So Kemi, ninth place on 35 points. Then Hifki on 34 points in 10th. 11 were Inter on 32. And right at the bottom were, were Vanta on 13 with those three points that we, we talked about before that they'd, that they'd picked up. What about this playoff? Well, it was something they reintroduced a couple of years ago, uh, was the runners-up in Ukenen would play the second from bottom in Bakehouse Liga. And I think from about a month previous, people were starting to look at the Torquil Derby as a possibility. Um, TPS obviously finished runners-up a point behind Yiko in Ukenen. And um, it it was quite spicy because, you know, it's a derby that we hadn't seen for a couple of years. Um, they're sort of very different clubs in terms of background and history and the Inter have been a bit more successful in recent years. But um, Just tell a little bit more about that, Rich, about the, the background and the history. Um, well, t- TPS, it sounds a bit, I'm sure I'll get criticised for this, but TPS are, you know, the, the club of Torku, the, um, they're the established club have been, you know, and, and were very, very successful. Um, you know, they, they've won titles, they've won cups, but in, you know, the last few years, it hadn't been quite so much. They, um, you know, went through a phase of being third, fourth, but they got relegated um, two years ago. And um, Inter were formed in 1990. Um, the owner, Hakans, who weirdly won the captain's ball prize last year for contributions to Finnish football. Um, he he essentially bought a Torku-based club and built it in his own image. He built it in the style of Inter Milan, which is why they wear blue and black. Um, he's, you know, he's a very rich man. They've put a lot of money in. Um, and, you know, it's not quite the heat. Wimbledon, Milton Keynes, Don's thing, but um, you know there is an element that Torku, Inter Torku are the the new kid on the block, and you know they won the title in 2008, and you know they this is the first year they've really struggled. Um, you know they were runners up a couple of seasons ago, but there's definitely a rivalry there, and the fact that you got a two-legged game with so much riding on it was you know was very interesting as well. Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, it, it, part of me thinks as well that that's why. So it, it, this season, Shevki rocking up to try and take on on Interturku is was always a little bit of a, a tricky, a tricky sell because he did what he usually does, which is that he brings in his, his own people. But next year, both Inter and Shevki need a basically a win together because Shevki's gone through a lot of jobs in the last couple of years where he's done okay for the position that he's been in. So he's he's kept. He kept Honka up. Uh, he got PK thirty five promoted. Uh, he's kept Inter up this this time round, all while kind of struggling and managing sort of infighting and a lot of other uh, issues. But Inter, by the same token, they set up the thing with uh, with the Dutch clubs to become kind of like a, they took a lot of players on loan and they fed off a couple of players the other way that, that never really materialized into anything. And they were sort of, before this season, were kind of hanging around fourth, fifth every year, uh, not really developing or growing and then not really doing anything uh, in terms of not, not really declining, but also not, not particularly challenging anywhere. So both Inter and Shevki next year will be a good match for each other because they both need to sort of to make something happen 
for themselves. Do you think do you think Shefki will be at Inter next year? Because Samp has asked the question, where do you think he'll be next year? I think he'll be there at the start of the season. The pro- so the problem he's got that he what he does is he, he goes around and finds his friends and people that he can rely on to build the core of a team. And what that essentially does is always unsettle the players who are already at the club because you can't you know you can't win the you can't win games consistently with like four or five players. And a little bit, he needs to figure out how to manage that. And if he's got a whole preseason, theoretically, he should be able to do that. Because what I mean, even even when he got promoted with PK thirty five, he took he took a team of of unfashionable players and made them work hard and fight. And then when they got promoted, he still brought in his own <laughs> a group of his own players to try and sort of like up the quality, which then unsettled the balance in the squad. I mean, there was probably other issues and other problems. So if he can get the guys that the squad to be harmonious then it'll be fine but if he just looks to replace people if they don't do the thing that he wants to do then it'll only end in tears it's funny because he seems to invest himself and you know in some cases money as well in the clubs he's at he makes it's almost like he's trying so much to become part of that club or for the club to be in his image that you know it was partly the case with Honka and certainly with Banta he almost became the club and you know bring this i know it sounds awful but he he put money into vanta and they made a big thing about him and cunyago you know becoming shareholders and that was one of the sticking points of when he left and there was a delay in him taking over at inter but um you know he's he spent a lot of the summer touting himself around for english league one league two jobs he was apparently quite close to Oldham, Oldham. and Port Vale. Hmm. And, you know, it's it's strange because he was at so many English clubs and particularly, you know, I interviewed him a couple of years ago um, and he spoke so lovingly about Ipswich. And I mentioned something on Twitter at the weekend and all the Ipswich fans, oh, we'd love him at Ipswich, which, you know, again, you're, you're sort of rivaling the intensity, the passion side of management, but what does he bring with that? You know, um, if he gets a good crack at Inter and, and is allowed to do something, you know, without the constraints that he had at Honka or at Vanta, then who knows? He, he's still, in a way, an unknown quality. Yeah, so I think it, it, as well, the investment part, I, I I don't like going into the other side, but, but for Honka, he needed to put money in because the club was going insolvent. Yeah. And if he didn't, they would have folded before the end of the season and he wouldn't have been given the chance to keep him up and it was his first kind of like thing. So he did that. And then for PK35, they just didn't have... I mean, you, when when Shefki and his entourage left PK35, it was in, incredibly apparent the quality was not there in the squad. So I I don't want to justify it because I still because I don't really agree with that kind of approach, but I could see, I could see why. He wants to do absolutely anything it takes to win and I would hope if, if if Inter can sort of stabilize and they've got a decent war chest next year, not like you know crazy money, but if they have enough to bring in somebody of of proper quality that the that the club that the team can rally around, then I think they they we might get to see Shevki manage in a sort of positive environment because we've not really in every place he's been so far he's been firefighting. Mm, very much so. Why don't we? Why don't we lighten the mood a bit? Yeah. Why, don't yeah. we, why, don't we, why don't we look back at what we thought at the start of the season? This is the first season of the Finnish football show, and at the start of the season, we made some predictions, didn't we, Rich? Um, well, I didn't. 
Um, this was, uh, it was funny enough, it was Huck, um, friend of the show, who, um, on my behalf, really sorted out some predictions for ETS. And, um, you know, he managed to get some of the great and good and uh, of the world. And um, the, good, the great and the good, plus those from the Finnish football show. <laughs> well, Mark, anyway. Um, and Keke. Keke. And, um, yeah, it's, it's weird sort of, you know, looking at what they said and you know i i wasn't far off you know everyone thought ilzez and and that was struggle but it's funny looking back that keke was the one who was probably nearest to the mark i do i do want to say this is is incredibly unfair that i am the only one of us that's like live broadcasting who submitted a prediction (laughs) i did a a thing on um spirit fm at the start of the season and while they never did call me back. Um, I did. <laughs> they did ask for me for a prediction, and I thought it would be Coops um, and Ilves would struggle, and Asiko would win the league. So, um, okay. what, what do I know? Um, yeah, Asiko winning the league was um, was mentioned by a couple of people on that, that you recorded on the on the Escape to Suomi yeah. blog post, and also Hoyiko. So they were they were there or thereabouts. Um, some. <laughs> Who who is this? Uh, you have Autori, Yve uh, Salminen on Twitter, um, thought that the biggest disappointment for the season would be uh, Mariahan uh, because their preseason wasn't very convincing. Um, he's the he's the commentator, isn't he? Yes, Yve. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, then if we're going to put the boot in, he also had PK thirty five as his dark horse. Uh, I can't. Yes. I, I can't comment on that one because. Um, <laughs> And who's this? Who's this uh, character here? Mark Hayton from FC Swarmy. So bottom two, VPS and Ilves, player of the year, Robert Risky. Well, he he scored a few goals, but that was based on your your man crush, wasn't it? Rather than footballing ability. (laughs) I just I'm I'm that kind of fan. I like I like (laughs) I like players that have end product. And he also said he was your player of the year in the uh, in the summary. So. Consistent, yeah, the, true, true. That and uh, let's let's hope with the prizes he's winning, he gets a bit of prize money and perhaps can do something with that barnet of his because that's um, that's getting out of control. He also won at the weekend the uh, the, the Cloppet, the Ashley Core Cloppet Player of the Year, and there's a picture of him with a I think he's wearing a fur coat and it also looks like he's got a bird's nest on top of his head. It's uh, yeah, yeah, we need to get we need to get the clippers out of that. I think he was uh, tempted to give him a saucer of milk. Um, and uh, Keke yeah I mean Keke did did okay with some of his uh, predictions Um, the most important signing of uh, Alexei Eremenko for Asiko is uh, is notable in standing out I mean I could defend that because he was very important because I think if they hadn't if if Asiko hadn't have signed Yeremenko they probably would have won a couple of those first games <laughs> and they might have won the league. <laughs> hey, important for everyone else apart from Asiko. Yeah. Mari- Maria Ham's best signing. <laughs> um, okay, oh hello. Keke's Keke's woken up and he's starting to post post what can only be described as graffiti on our, on our message board. So uh, nice to see you there. Keke. Um, <laughs> and Yuspe said he he also predicted uh, Mariaham to struggle. So uh, 
not so not so good on there um okay rich um you said before you had a, a few comments about the the teams promoted from the from the lower divisions. Um, to, uh, yeah, run through, run through those. Uh, I mean, I, I touched on Uken and obviously Yiko won that and were playing Bakehouse Liga. Uh, TPS obviously lost the playoff. Um, Yarrow, who went down from Vegas League last season, um, they finished seven points adrift. There was some talk because uh, they had a win. Um, chalked off or sorry was it a draw chalked off um, early in the season because of the weird foreign players rule that they had some players from the countries that were allowed but one guy didn't know which nationality he was so therefore was the wrong one um, KTP got relegated for the second year in a row um, so they'll play in Kakana next year um, along with FC Jazz a potty um, but um, yeah, in the Kakunen, because of the way that works out, this year they went to three groups, regional groups, um, in the third, well, second division, third tier. Um, and how did how are the playoff teams um, selected from there? Rich? Well, you, if the three regional groups, so the group winner and then the runner-up with the best record. So um, they had ten teams in. So the team who finished second in either of the groups with the best record um, got promoted. But um, yeah, it ended up being Honka against Oulu. Um, Honka won that 4-3 on aggregate and uh, Nistan and Musa and uh, Nistan won that game. Um, Honka only just found out yesterday that was actually confirmed because Oulu uh, made a somewhat speculative appeal based on the team sheet they submitted for the second leg. Uh, they said it was invalid and it was all a real technicality. But in the end, uh, Palolita looked for it and just went, no. Um, so, yeah, so Honka are back in, in the second division for next season. And uh, Nistan as well. Can you tell anything about Nistan? Obviously, FC Honka is a name that, that has had success in, in previous years. But Nistan? Um, I'll be honest, not a lot. Um no, I put you on the spot there. Yeah, no, no I say I, I, you know, I've seen they're popping up, and they've done quite well in the cup in the last couple of years. Not in, not in the weird setup this year, but um, they, uh, no, I mean, I, I again, it's a little bit below where I've been watching, but um, no, I'd say look forward to seeing them nuking the next season. Well, if anyone listening to this knows more about Nistan and wants to uh, wants to put us straight, you know the, uh, the the Twitter addresses. You can drop us a message and uh, and let us know, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll stop asking Rich questions that I have he hasn't <laughs> prepared for because that seems a little bit unfair. Does anyone have anything else they want to say about Bakehouse Liga, um, or shall we start to wrap it up? Let's see if anyone's made any more comments. Uh, there's a message. There's a message from somebody whose name I can't read because it's in. Uh, Arabic script of some sort saying hi and good morning. So good morning, whoever Hello. you are. Thank you for, for that. And uh, you, you mentions that Kakanen has uh, Kayani derbies coming up next season. Uh, yeah, they haven't worked Which... out sort of who, um, I don't think they've finalised the groupings for next year, but um, in one of, you know, the, the sort of central division, you've got TPV and Tampere United. Um potentially in the same division um, and FC Jazz as well. You've got so basically three former champions. Yeah. And they're all quite, quite close, yeah. close by. So interesting. 
if we if we get our gaze off of the starry heights of the top of the Vakavs Liga and yeah. uh, and the couple of divisions below. Yeah, um, I actually went to a TPV game um, a couple of years ago. I was in Tampa at a bit of a loose end and watched them play Narpes, and um, they had young uh, Mauro Severino playing for them, who's a young lad who's been in the sort of Finnish youth teams and he had a trial at Leicester not long ago, and. Um, I've never seen such a player run so quick. He had the most ridiculous haircut I've ever seen. But him and his brother were substitutes. Both came on. He played up front and he was ridiculously quick. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. He's one of those players that plays in the junior teams and seems to get a lot of trials at big English clubs, although, you know, they're sort of in the academy system and probably never get heard of again. Okay, let's have a... Let's wrap up there for the for the Vakas Liga review. I think we should just mention to everybody the upcoming Hukuyat game, which is um, on Saturday, 12th of November. Hopefully the podcast is out before then, so this will act as some kind of reminder that, that Finland are playing away in Ukraine, kick-off at 9.45pm finish time. That's That will be hopefully a bit more interesting, Mark, if those uh, some of those forwards get on the pitch all at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I fully expect a massive shake-up and a, a 7-1-2 formation this time around, as opposed to the 7-2-1. <laughs> that, would be, that would be thrilling. Uh, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll squeeze out one more FFS of 2016 uh, in a few weeks' time. Let's see how angry Mark is after that next game. <laughs> <laughs> it, Something be, you mentioned at the weekend, it would be if Finland don't win this, this will be the first time they've gone winless in a year for a quarter of a century. 1992. Yeah, and at least that year they played some half-decent teams. Yeah, Brazil and France and well, England, England, back England. when England were, were England. England under <laughs> Graham Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I said this on the last show. I probably did because it was it was about the... the national team games but uh, I'm, I'm just losing the will to live with with international football and uh, part of me can't be bothered to watch the England games I will watch the Finland game because I have a duty to all of our adoring fans out there all 14 of you that I will take one for the team and watch it with optimism in my in my heart but I might not watch England and uh, that's quite a big thing to say after 40 something years of uh, watching <laughs> Before you make such a big commitment, I want you to think about. So I'm a, I'm from Newcastle originally. So I'm a I'm a Newcastle fan who were relegated last year. I watch England and Finland, and they're both going through an incredibly rough patch. I moved to Porvo a couple of years ago, and this season, uh, Futura Porvo were relegated from Gakkonen, and Achilles Porvo were relegated from Golmanen. <laughs> so I I am currently living through like a strange curse. Jonah. <laughs> Mark, feel free never to take a liking to Ashley, or you can keep your bad luck to yourself if you don't mind. <laughs> um, just a reminder to everybody of our our three sites. So on FC Suomi, there's there's regular reports through the season of the Hukuyat players from around the world. Well, I guess mostly Europe, um, and just also the just to remind people to dig out the uh, outside right podcast that you appeared on recently because i thought it was quite interesting i learned a bit more about you from from listening to that than i've looked, picked up on here as well so if you like listening to mark's dulcet geordie voice then uh, check out outside right i think it's probably the most recent episode there i don't get as angry <laughs> <laughs> <Very good. laughs> that was, yeah. 
Um, Rich, on Escape to Swami, the most recent thing you've got on there is the um, report from uh, Mariaham winning the league. and that's Yeah, I've actually, for a change, got a few bits lined up. Um, obviously, I've got the Henry's summary of the guy's predictions um, in a very weird quirk. A former colleague of mine, her brother, is manager of Yarrow. Um, so, strangely, uh, I've interviewed him and I'll get that up at some point and um, maybe I'll try and get him on the podcast at some point as a, uh, maybe in the preview to next season. But um, yeah, it's very, uh, another small world sort of thing. Yeah, good stuff. Good good connections. You've got, you've got your tentacles stretching out all over the place. Rich. Good, yeah, good of see. all the people I thought would have a relative of a Finnish football manager, it wasn't her. But um, yeah. yes. And, and I've got my Explore Finland uh, podcast website and that's where we publish the, the Finnish football show. So you can have a look on there for the, uh, the show notes for this episode and there'll be a few few links and also the, the video for this that will also be available to watch on there as well. So, so check it out. And uh, the YouTube channel, feel free to subscribe to that. You'll get notified, I guess, then when we've got a new show coming along. If you search for my name, it's Mark Wiltshire and you'll see the explore finland logo on there and you know you're in the right place uh, or maybe just search for the the finnish football show and uh, mark and i will do the uh, editing bit mark uh, and try and get the podcast out <laughs> within the next next few days so uh, to everyone there that's watching us there are a few new comments there yuspe would have liked to see fc 20s frederick jensen to be part of the national side uh, and sam said there could be a spot for Opeas, if the PK don't get the license because of economic problems. So yeah. we're reading your comments, boys, even if we're now just reading words aloud with no real context. Isn't that what we do every show? <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the close season in Finland if a couple of clubs moved around outside of league placing. So uh, if yeah. uh, Olu do end up in Ukenen. If it wouldn't surprise me, and um, get another derby for next season. Hey, <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see what happens. I think that's time to uh, to call it a night. Thanks to everyone that's joined us live. Thanks to those of you that are listening on the uh, on the podcast. And uh, we've told you enough times where you can find us at Explore Finland, at Escape to Suomi, and at FC Suomi. So uh, feel free to drop us a line. Uh, until next time, where Mark rants about hands back again in the sacker. Um, that's it from the Finnish Football Show. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yep, yep, yep.